You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and this week we're featuring three episodes from the beginning of the year that will help you get back in resolution mode with stories about forgiveness and overcoming challenges. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with today's Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Forgiveness Fix. We made this book because I've read tens of thousands of personal revealing stories from our writers during the 12 years I've been doing this job, and I've come to understand that forgiveness is essential to happiness. Why is it so important? It's because of the emotional weight we carry when we don't forgive. Now, what I love about forgiveness is that you can use its power even if the person you're angry at doesn't know a thing about it. This can be between you and yourself. And you can even benefit from forgiveness if the person who wronged you has already passed away because the whole life-changing act of forgiveness occurs inside your head. You can use it whenever you want, and it can work instantly to free you from all that emotional weight you've been carrying around. In the case of L.Y. Levend, her epiphany and her decision to try the power of forgiveness occurred at a Bible study class. The teacher was discussing that love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. L.Y. didn't know why this bothered her, but she finally figured it out. She had been keeping a record of her mother-in-law's wrongs, and not just actual obvious wrongs, but perceived wrongs too. L.Y. had only met her mother-in-law once before she got married, and she had not felt accepted. Her mother-in-law had done a lot of hurtful things to her, including the exclusion of her from family pictures at her brother-in-law's wedding. Apparently, it hadn't even occurred to her mother-in-law to include her new daughter-in-law in the family photos. L.Y. was justified in being hurt, but on the other hand, it wasn't really helping her get through life. Keeping that list of her mother-in-law's hurtful actions in her head was making her unhappy, and it didn't change what had happened. Plus, L.Y. never told her mother-in-law how she felt. If the woman was just being clueless, how would she ever know to behave better? L.Y. says, It took me a few days before I thought of something to try. I wasn't sure if it would work or even help. And even though I had a plan and had committed to following it through, it took me several more days to sit down and put my fingers on my keyboard. I was going to write out the record of wrongs that I had been carrying around in my head and heart. L.Y. wrote it all down every single hurtful thing she could remember. It took a few days to get everything down in writing. And then, one item at a time, she read each item, thought about it, and deleted it. When she finished, her mother-in-law had a clean record. L.Y. says, 
Nothing changed right away except that my heart felt lighter. But over the next few months, the changes in myself became more obvious. I found that I was no longer looking for reasons to be upset with her, and I could think of things that I appreciated about her. So what do you do if the person you need to forgive has already passed away? That was the problem for Stephanie Pfeiffer Stone. Her mother had been angry with her when she died. She was so sick that she ended up in the ICU connected to machines to keep her alive, and that was something she never wanted. Stephanie knew that her mother didn't want this, but she hadn't been able to prevent it as it was her uncle who took her mother to the hospital. Nevertheless, Stephanie could still see the anger in her mother's eyes as she lay in that hospital room. She blamed Stephanie for her predicament, and then she died too quickly for them to have any kind of closure. When Stephanie realized that she was really struggling, she signed up for a grief recovery class. The counselor made a very interesting suggestion. She told them to go back in their lives and deal with an earlier loss first. That way, they could learn how to use the tools for grief recovery without so many new, raw emotions attached. Once they worked on an old hurt and practiced the principles, they would be better able to deal with the recent loss. Part of the process involved writing a letter of forgiveness to the person they were grieving over, and that letter could include an apology, an expression of forgiveness, whatever they wished they had said while the person was still alive. The process worked for Stephanie, and she came to grips with her feelings about her mother, who had been beautiful and talented and fun for most of her life, but then became unhappy and miserable after she got divorced. And that was when it turned out she really didn't want to live, and she started drinking too much and being self-destructive. Now, on her birthday and Mother's Day, Stephanie can think of her mother fondly and without so much regret. Stephanie shared her own how-to list with our readers, and I'm going to read it to you now because I think it's an excellent template that you can use too. Item one, the other person doesn't need to know you forgive them. In fact, sometimes it's better to stay away from the person who hurt you rather than going back for more. Two, while writing a letter of forgiveness can be beneficial for you, you should never send it to the other person. Stephanie burns her letters after she writes them. Three, reading your letter out loud is part of the healing. Find a trusted person and a good listener, maybe someone who doesn't know the person who hurt you. Tears will come, but that can be healing too. Four, reconciliation is not necessary. No one needs to keep being hurt or abused by another. Five, you can work on your forgiveness issues even when the other person passes on. So I want to thank Stephanie for sharing that with us. You can read her story and her list in Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Forgiveness Fix. We're sharing stories from the book in our daily newsletter as well. So if you want to have a free story delivered to your email inbox every day, go to chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button. You'll see a button to sign up for the newsletter, and you'll actually find a bunch of choices, including the daily story newsletter or our three weekly newsletters with stories about pets, busy moms, or fighting cancer. I'm sharing more than a dozen stories from our Forgiveness Fix book with you on the podcast, so keep listening for more of them. And you can also scroll back and listen to past episodes. I can't think of a better time than the new year to add the power of forgiveness to your skill set. 
I've mentioned that I think forgiveness is one of the two keys to happiness. The other is gratitude. And in our next episode, I'll be sharing tips for how you can incorporate gratitude into your life quickly and easily with advice drawn from two stories in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think Positive, Live Happy. Live Happy.